This episode is sponsored by this Naked Mind companion app. Wait, this Naked Mind has an app? Yes, we do. And I am so excited to tell you about it. This Naked Mind companion app is our brand new app where we've included all-in-one access to over 700 videos with answers to all your burning questions, our signature 30-day alcohol experiment, our incredible global community, and so much more. All in one convenient place. It's private, off social media, and free. This Naked Mind companion app is available in the App Store, on Google Play, and online at thisnakedmindapp.com. Hi, this is Annie Grace, and welcome to this Naked Mind podcast. And I'm here with Shirley. Hi, Shirley. How are you? Hi, Annie. I'm great. Thanks. Great. Great. Well, thank you so much for joining me. And um, why don't we just go back, you know, to the beginning in your relationship with alcohol? Where did it all start for you? Oh, blimey. Um, I suppose it started about age 14, pinching stuff from the house <laughs> whether that be dad's whiskey and topping it up with water or um you know anything really I suppose kids just misbehaving where are you from Shirley oh um originally I'm from West Sussex in the UK but now I'm in Essex in okay. the UK I was just curious about the accent so was it just oh. very, very typical for uh, you know lots of drinking yeah I mean I mean, since I stopped, I sort of like thought about how it would have happened. And it's just you you grow up and adults are drinking and going to parties. And it's just sort of followed on, really. Um, There was a really quite bad incident, I suppose. I remember meeting a school friend in a bus shelter with my brother. I was 15. He was 13. We were supposed to be going to a school disco. <laughs> and um, Kim, her name was from school, she got some some whiskey, that really small, used to be really small quarter uh, bottles of whiskey um, and some small cans of lager. And we drank this in the bus shelter. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can remember being found by someone um, sort of passed out in a bus shelter. Um, and I, all I can remember is them putting coffee in my mouth and salt and then telling me not to throw up in the car. <laughs> Terrible, uh, really. Uh, my brother crawled home, basically, and uh, said he felt sick because he'd eaten two Mars bars. And he could have actually died that night, but... Um, Hey, it didn't stop us. (laughs) Um, Really, from then, I guess it was just wine with dinner, a few parties. Um, Had my daughter when I was 21. And again, after that, it was just the odd nightclub out, that sort of thing. But nothing, I would say, all that regular. Um, As I got a bit older, sort of from my mid-20s, I would um, start to drink wine with dinner every night. Um, and that carried on, I guess, blimey, really up until about 1995. Um, and from there, um, relationships changed, daughter was growing up. Um, we start, start going to the pub regularly. Um, all the while, every night coming home from work, opening the wine, cooking the dinner, drinking the wine <laughs> sort of thing. Following that, really, we 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 are sort of going to the pub quite regularly. Friday, Saturday, Sunday lunch time, really heavy drinking. So I'd be having a bottle of wine while I was cooking dinner, and then going to the pub, 
and it was really uh, heavy, really, really heavy for probably about 10 years. I did have a bit of a, a scare in that time. I was diagnosed with uh, polycystic liver, but um, apparently that was nothing to do with alcohol. That was a genetic um, condition that I'd inherited from my dad. Um, so, you know, it, it, it stopped me drinking for about six months. I went and got hypnotized. And because I was a bit like worried about my liver, I, I stopped for six months. I think I was just having one glass of wine on a Saturday. And that was that. Um, but that sort of wore off and it slowly went back into sort of really heavy drinking again at the pub. <laughs> um, I suppose more recently, sort of 2014, I bought my house. That relationship that I'd been in with the heavy drinking um, broke down. Um, and then it just went really to sort of like wine drinking again you know in the evening you know you get the the three o'clock bars and the whirring brain and everything every morning and then you say so I'm not going to drink tomorrow but then of course you do um come tea time the wine comes out again I'd finish off the evening with a large whiskey or a vodka you know the flavor of vodkas or something like that um and it was 2021. My daughter had recently stopped drinking because she'd had this um, blackout. And she was worse than me, actually. Um, she'd had this blackout. She said, I'm not drinking anymore. Um, and I was just sitting there drinking my wine one night out of the box. So, you know, cheap wine. And I thought, why am I drinking this? I'm not actually enjoying it. And then that sort of sent me on the search for information. Um, and I think I asked on One Year No Beer about books. <laughs> um, and then your book came up, which I ordered pretty much straight away. Um, after that, I don't know, it was like a, it was like a light switch <laughs> in my head. And... Then obviously I, I sought out more information and more education and realised what I'd been doing to my body um, and stopped. No, I, and I haven't had a drink since. So uh, two years next week, next on the 15th. So two, oh. two years next Wednesday <laughs> is the anniversary. And um, since then I found out a couple of things about blackouts um I was talking to my daughter about theatre shows because we go sometimes to the theatre and it was always a big thing get the train into London meal lots of wine go to the theatre drinks in the theatre and I'd actually blacked out a whole show oh wow <laughs> in fact well really the whole day um, that's so interesting I have had a like there was a show that I had watched when I was actually living in the UK, living in London, Maida Vale with my husband during, I was so heavily drinking. This is like circa 2013. It was like the peak of my drinking. And I'm rewatching the show with my kids. I don't remember. Like, I couldn't tell you what was happening next. It's like, I've never watched it before. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, that was a big trip out to London and yeah. Because <laughs> I said, well, I haven't seen nine to five. She's just wrapped my <laughs> And uh, yeah, I must have just just blacked out the whole whole thing. Oh my really. god! I know, unbelievable. I have to go sit in her now. <laughs> I uh, 
I remember going into restaurants. We moved right around the time when I stopped drinking. So we moved to towns. And so like, there was lots of new restaurants and we'd go into a restaurant and I'd be like, wow, this is so cute. We've never been here before. And my husband would be like, oh no, we've, we've eaten here before. Wow. And I was there newly sober and I would be looking around like, I cannot place anything in this restaurant. Like I, nothing, like I cannot place anything. It's not like we live in a real rural place. There's like 15 restaurants and I, it was weird. It's terrible, isn't it? When you think about it. And then when you know what's been happening inside your body as well, it's, um, yeah. So what, what do you think it was for you, that light switch? Like what things contributed to that? I, I think that we all know that alcohol's not that good for us. And how much in this country is like 14 units, which is not very much at all, um, is supposedly safe. Um, and that, I suppose, together with uh, not enjoying it and questioning why I was doing it, um, I wasn't really sure at that point because I I'd said to myself so often that I wouldn't drink the next day, and I always did. So I didn't know whether I was like what you call an alcoholic or actually addicted or just a habit. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was just those things together, really. Um, I, I didn't really have any trouble stopping. I was happy. I didn't crave it or want it. Um, I found having a glass of water or something while I was cooking was helpful because I'd always be drinking the wine when I was cooking. Mm -hmm. Um, so I found that helpful just because there was something missing from my hand more than, you know, wanting the alcohol. And what, and what do you think, and I know I'm like leading the witness here, but what do you think was the things that like made you not want it? Um, really reading about all the things that it was doing to my brain and my liver, although that's, you know, it was sick, but not because of the alcohol and kidneys and, and everything. It's just what it actually does. Because um, obviously, I mean, once I got your book and read that, then it was um, Alcohol Explained one and two YouTube videos and watching what it actually does to the insides of your body and thinking, oh my God, why didn't I know this 30 years ago? Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know what damage has been done, but hopefully I can put some of it right. <laughs> um, <laughs> so fast, yeah, absolutely. That's yeah, cool. yeah, um, but it's it's been great. Um, I don't avoid going out in the evening anymore, whereas I would avoid that, like the play, because then I wouldn't be able to have a drink. Right. So if a customer, for example, wants to see me in the evening, that's not a problem anymore. If we want to go out and eat, that's not a problem anymore, because we can go even further now um, and go, go where we want without having to worry about how much a taxi will cost. On holiday as well, you know, just explore and just I don't know it's just brilliant <laughs> it's really good I love that. I have that that is so great I um when you think about all the stuff that like it does to your body I was trying to think of an analogy for how that sort of light switch happens like how it it happens and I was thinking a lot about this analogy of, of it's kind of like 
a terrible ex, right? Like where <laughs> you, you think this person is so attractive and they're so good looking and Mm. to be around and they're funny and then you move in and you realize that like they're gross and they leave you know disgusting stuff in the bathroom and their house is dirty and you know like every time you you walk out of that house you like have a hard time breathing because of all the you know um cat hair or like who knows but it's like you just like you learn all this new information as you become more and more familiar with like the substance, like as you know more, then you don't, you don't even want to go to the house anymore. You're just like, oh, like there's, you know, it was like a facade, right? And then you yeah. see what's really underneath. And so the desire just kind of ebbs, it just goes away, which is so exciting and so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it has for me. Um, I've been, and we've had parties and I've not been at all interested in um, having alcohol unfortunately a friend um we were sort of quite good friends but the friendship was built around the pub scene um and she does drink she has a couple of good bottles of wine a night um she doesn't ring anymore I think perhaps we haven't got so much in common um now because I don't drink <laughs> I think maybe she finds that a bit odd yeah and so is like how does she show up like how does she act what when she's drunk or with or, you because you're not drinking or is she quite well, cool? well we've, we've really lost contact since um she was here for a, a barbecue in um 2021 about six months in and I've not really heard from her since <laughs> that night she steadily got more and more and more drunk and um I actually drove her home so um yeah I, I don't know I think maybe she just I don't know People don't like it, do they, when you stop drinking, I suppose. Yeah. And it's so interesting because I think, you know, I remember not liking it when my friends would stop drinking. And I really only had one friend who stopped drinking. But even if my friends were turning down a drink because, you know, or even if even if I had a pregnant friend, um, mm. I would I would remember feeling like really uncomfortable. And I think that the for me, if I think back to it, it was all about the fact that I I felt like I was going to be judged or if they had a problem, then it would follow that I had a problem. And then I had to be afraid of it too, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think it's, it's so much, it's hard for us to unwind when it feels like their behavior toward us could feel real personal, but when we can unwind it and be like, no, it's, it's really about them. They're, they're just afraid of their own drinking to some degree. I have, mm -hmm. I have, I, now that I've interacted with so many people during the eight plus years that I haven't been drinking, it is a hundred percent of the time. I've never made an exception to this rule. And I've met hundreds of new people. They have people who feel like who barely drink or who don't have any sort of a, issues with alcohol. They have no problem with me not drinking all the time. Mm -hmm. In fact, they'll come up to me and be like, oh gosh, I feel like so much peer pressure. I'm so glad to be around you. I don't feel any peer pressure. <laughs> Anybody who has any question about their own drinking internally they will have a problem with me not drinking. Yeah, yeah. I can relate to that. So my partner, he he doesn't have a problem. Um, you know, he might have a beer once a week or something, but it's not a regular, it's not set in stone. He can really take it or leave it. Um, so yeah. yeah, I have it in the house for him um, in case he wants a beer. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's quite rare. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> so how else have, have things been for you? Better. Um, one of the biggest things, and I don't, I can't explain it. Um, I was more confident, became more confident. I don't know why. <laughs> um, I'm self-employed um, and I go, I go and see new customers at their houses. And I just I'm just more becoming chilled and relaxed with them, I think. Um yeah, I I wasn't aware that I wasn't confident when I was drinking. But yeah, I've just noticed that as well. Um, Health-wise, I sleep better, definitely. <laughs> lots, lots better. Um, didn't lose weight, unfortunately. I always thought it was the alcohol keeping me heavy. But it turns out not. I mean, initially I did hit the cakes and sugar and really pile the sugar in um but then I think if I'd lost the weight before that I think I had I had some lost some weight before that um so that all came back but I'm working on that now and at least I'm not you know drinking alcohol <laughs> yeah, I love that I love that so much so Shirley let me ask you um <clears throat> well first of all is there anything else you you kind of want to talk about in your story um I don't know if I've left anything. I did make some notes, but I don't. I don't think. I think the big thing was that um, blackout. <laughs> but no, not really. I mean, I've got hobbies. I've got more hobbies now instead of dozing in front of the um, in front of the TV every night because I'm, you know, zoned out with alcohol. Um, so yeah, I've got hobbies. I barely watch any telly now. Just all all round better, I think. I love that. What are your hobbies? Well. <laughs> <laughs> my doggy business I, I look after um dogs for a living and I've got some staff that do the walking and all of that um that had a bit of a glitch with covid and I learned photography so that's one um I quite like macro photography taking pictures of ants and, and stuff like that but then last year I taught myself photoshop so it's I sort of I'm combining the the dogs with the photoshop and doing like funny heads to dogs on heads and are those some behind you in that in your video yeah oh, yeah so that's cool. that's that's a picture of my dog but there's one up there that's actually um yeah that one up there yeah like an oil painting with his head on it <laughs> so cute is he a doodle of some sort uh he's a cockapoo okay very cool yeah I love that. that's really fun <laughs> yeah so I enjoyed that that's great. I think that it's so fun. I often encourage people to sort of make a list of everything you kind of wanted to do when you were like 10 or 12, you know, and <laughs> try that again. Right. Because like, for me, I was like really into different things and trying those things again. Like, I'm like, Oh, this is still great. Like my 12 year old self knew what's going on. I, I like this sort of thing, whatever it was. I mean, I remember when I was 12, I was all into cross stitching. Like I was kind of a nerd, but, um, it was, I still like stuff like that. It's very meditative or yeah, you know, photography. Very cool. So Shirley, let me ask you the question that I kind of finished these up with, which is if you were going to go back in time to Shirley, who is feeling quite stuck, uh, what would you tell her about your life now? Oh, I would just tell her how much better it is, how much better you feel um, and the sleep and the whole world opens up really 
um yeah <laughs> it's almost like you've been confined when you're drinking and now you're not oh, I love that it's so true it is so true it's like you're repeatedly putting yourself to sleep I mean alcohol literally slows down your brain function which can feel like relief when you have all of these toxic thoughts floating around your mind and you're really miserable but it you don't actually when you when you take that away, you actually have to solve those things and, and kind of like tame that inner gremlin. And then once you've done that, like it's a real peaceful place to be, to not be continuously like turning off your, your brain. I mean, you, alcohol is turning off your brain function, like making your synapses slower and it's, it's removing your ability to experience your senses. Right. And so like our senses are how we experience the world. And so we are like literally putting ourselves in a bit of a prison every time we drink, which is, it's yeah, amazing. Definitely. I love that. <laughs> Good. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for sharing your story. I, I really appreciate it. It was great. Yeah. Nice to talk to you. Have you tried the alcohol experiment? Okay, if not, drop everything and go to thisnakedmind.com forward slash experiment. This free 30-day challenge is designed to interrupt your patterns and put you back in touch with the best version of you. You remember it was that version of you that's living your most joyful life, the version that doesn't need alcohol to relax or to have a good time and is having more fun than ever. And again, this is a totally free challenge that will change everything for you. So learn more and join me 100% free at thisnakedmind.com forward slash experiment. And as always, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast as it truly helps the message reach somebody who might need to hear it today.